Hey, I'm Bob Runkle, and for as long as I can remember, I've loved pop culture. Despite the challenges I've faced in my life, pop culture has always been there for me. I love talking to people and being a platform for others to share their thoughts stories. Because if there's one thing I never get tired of, it's being driven, talented, and inspiring individuals follow their dreams, no matter what obstacles are in their way. And I know a thing or two about that. Welcome to the DJ Bob Show. I'm DJ Bob. Roll it. And Dini Makosinski is quite the impressive individual. She knows everything about finances and managing money. And she's a creative millennial who is at the helm of this amazing series from Million Stories Media, Your World on Money. And it's all about millennials and their finances and how much they know about their finances and the results in this series are shocking. And we talk a little bit about the series dealing with finances as a person with a disability, kind of sharing my personal experiences and so much more. Enjoy this one. I learned a lot in this conversation and I hope you do too. And Dini, thank you so much for chatting with me today. This is wonderful. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So for those that don't know you and this fantastic show, would you mind giving a little bit of like a pitch, so to speak, of what it's about and what, what's going on here? Yeah. So the show that I hosted is called Your World on Money. And it's basically a show about financial literacy for Gen Zers. Um, and I feel like most people my age in their early 20s, even mid 20s, are a little lost sometimes when it comes to understanding their finances and kind of the basics of it when it comes to taxes, home ownership, retirement stocks, things like this. And uh, yeah, so that's what the first season of Your World on Money covers. Because once they're in the real world, it's like when in some families, everything is kind of not, not given to them, but you're set for yeah. your whole childhood and teenage years, typically. And then once you're out on your own, it's like, wait, what? Totally. I mean, I definitely felt that as a young teenager, once I left home and was in university, I just didn't know how to budget and manage my money appropriately. Um, And I think a lot of young people just don't get to learn in high school or any of this, how to do their taxes or any of that, which needs to be fixed. So I hope the show is a start for young people learning a little bit more about their money habits. So what did What did doing this show teach you about society and how our generation handles finances? That's a good question. Um, 
I think it made me feel slightly less alone when it came to my ineptitude of not knowing what was going on (laughs) when it came to handling my finances. I didn't understand stocks, like how to invest or how credit worked. Um, So the more people I talked to that were my age, the more I realized a lot of us are pretty lost when it comes to those areas. But I also got to talk to a lot of financial experts and they kind of broke things down for me when it came to money in a way that made it feel a lot less intimidating, which was really helpful. And something that I wanted to bring up today is that there's a whole other layer for someone like me living with a disability and living on social security and benefits and things like that. And it's like how to manage that amount, that allocated amount that I get each month. Yeah, 100%. Um, I Having a certain amount of money, you know, even as me as a university student, I was really lucky. My parents would send me an allowance for food uh, when I was living away from home and not really knowing how to be like, okay, let me put this aside for this week and all of that. I think it's just hard as a young person, no matter what your situation to manage your money, especially now with social media, we live in this world where there's so many ads and products being advertised to us all the time, nonstop. So it's really easy to spend your money, but not as easy to keep it or, you know, earn it. And even if something like streaming services, there's so many streaming services out there that you're paying for sometimes four, five, six, streaming services and that adds up yeah it adds up and sometimes i forget what i'm subscribed to or i've paid for some app that i have forgotten about and then it charges me once a year and i'm like oh my god um there's just so many little ways that our money is getting drained and i think it's really important as a young person to really stay aware and educated of where your money is going so what do you hope people take away from this series i hope people um feel slightly more confident or at least slightly more inspired to learn more about certain areas of their finances and what they can do to manage their money in a more literate or intelligent way or responsible way. Um, Yeah. And I maybe even prods a few people who watch it to, to take action and open their retirement fund or, you know, start saving more, being more responsible. You know, I hope with whatever kind of work I do, it really gets people off their, um, their kind of locked way of thinking and kind of opens up the world and they go, oh, maybe I could do something a little differently. So where can people check out this series? Where can people find it? So you can find it on Million Stories um, YouTube channel and their webpage. And if you just Google your world on money, you will find it. Perfect. Now, this, this podcast that I do, I've been doing this for 13 years since I was 15 years old. That's amazing. And I spoke with you earlier about disability benefits and stuff like that. So I'm wondering if you have any questions for me about being a millennial and dealing with that angle. Because I'm sure that's not something that you typically explore. Totally. I mean, yeah. Could you tell me more about how you do manage your money that does come in every month and how you budget it? Like, how have you found that growing up as a young person? I mean, when I first got the 
the social security income. I was like, yay, I get my own money. It's fun. I could buy whatever I want, all the fun stuff and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can still save some of it for fun stuff. Like I'm a collector of like toys and like mm-hmm. action figures. I can't always do that every month. And yeah. for for a long time, <laughs> that's what I was doing with a lot of it. And then a lot of it became, you know, podcast stuff and just food and getting things to getting things to go through life. And people don't think about the disability side of it all because you're locked in to a certain amount. And mm-hmm. if you get more coming in, it could be detrimental to you losing your benefit. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that makes a lot of sense. That's a whole other angle. Do you feel like now you have like a better sense of like managing the benefits that you get? Yeah. And, you know, I just got engaged and we're, we can't say that we're married because if we do, our benefits will get cut in half. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. So they see us as one unit rather than two separate people. So it gets slashed. Wow. But in half. So we've got to, we got to, that's something that should be fixed. Yeah. But that's also really managing money and giving it, you know, not to throw anybody under the bus, but that's something that needs to be really fixed for people like us because it's a huge roadblock. Yeah. That's really crazy that they would do that. I'm from Canada, so I don't know as much about the American system or, you know, Canadian system, if anything, but um, yeah, that's crazy that they would slash it in half if you got married. Like if anything, also like, if your family grows, then you want more, you need more support. So that's yeah. insane. Yeah. I'm sorry you have to go through that. But, you know, our thinking is it's just a piece of paper mm-hmm. that doesn't stop how we feel about each other or, you know, our life together. So it's, so it's, we've had to adapt our entire lives and this is no different. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I think everyone comes from different financial situations and grows up into different ones. And hopefully by becoming more aware of how they can manage their money and become financially literate, that can just help everyone live a a life that is more fuller and more free for each person. So one final question. What What do you splurge on? Like, what is your thing? That you kind of spend too much money on? Yeah. That's a great question. I think it would have to be it would have to be clothes. Be clothes, vintage clothes. I love like old clothes and things from the 60s and 70s. So I definitely collect too much and then I try and resell it online, but then it doesn't always work. And it's like a big time suck for me. So overall, I just wish I spent less on clothes. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, where can people find you on social media and keep up with you? You can look up my name, Andini, A-N-D-I-N-I, or my username. You can just go to my website, Um, 
M-A-K-O-S-I-N-S-K-I. I know that's a mouthful. Um, and and it has linked links to all my different social media links. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited for people to check out the show. And again, this has been a joy. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for telling me a little bit about yourself. It was great to meet you. And I hope we can talk again soon. Yeah, maybe for season two. Thanks for hanging out with us at the DJ Bob Show. If you like this episode, drop us a line at djbobrunkel at gmail.com. That's djbobrunkel at gmail.com. Let us know what you liked most about this episode and what other guests we should have on the DJ Bob Show. Thanks so much again for hanging out with us. This is Nate Beagle, your humble announcer.